So Crisp, a tasty bite-sized podcast that serves business, bravery, branding, beauty, sex, love, motherhood, womanhood, feminism, labels, psychology, marketing, messaging, mavenry, musicals, and the mess we call life. All deliciously dished up and ready to consume. In fact, is there anything we don't discuss? Not with Jay Crisp Crow, copywriting queen from Crisp Copy in the kitchen. I hope you're hungry. This episode is brought to you by the Crisp Copy Class. Would you like to spend three months with me rewriting everything from your homepage to your emails, developing your brand voice so you can make some noise and learning to write words that sell? At nearly $400 an hour to work with me one-on-one, you'd think you might need to sell an organ to get three months worth of weekdays with me, but no! Hello, the Crisp Copy Class copywriting course. Part course, part community, all class. You'll want to check it out at crispcopy.com.au. Now, you might have heard that I have a course. (laughs) I have a couple actually, but the big kahuna is the crisp copy class. It's a multi-moving parts, 10 plus modules with 70 hours of recorded videos and about 11 billion downloadables and recorded copy reviews where I've made people cry and it's all bundled up in a new slick as heck platform and available in two different ways at two different price points. But it did not start out that complex. It started out with my fingers bleeding because I couldn't take on one more done for you copy client and I needed to figure out a way to deliver J to group learning without making my brain implode. And it was imploding. I thought courses were for people who were massively established and had all the bells and whistles until I met Sam Winch in a service elevator we both got stuck in and made her be my business friend. So when it was time to embrace the fact that I was going to have a course, I got Sam involved right from the beginning and it was a very, very smart move. She stepped me through what to include from the content I already had and how to deliver it for best practice for user experience. And that's the genius, but we're gonna talk about that a little bit more. Um, But without further ado, that's my my one bread pun for this interview, I promise. Please welcome the woman with the coolest name in the world to So Crisp. Very, very, very big cheers and bells and whistles to you, Sam Winch. How are you? Hi, Jay. I had forgotten that we met in a service elevator. Had you really? I had. (laughs) That's so cool. We couldn't get the doors open, do you remember? I do remember. I just forgot that that's ha- that was our first introduction to each other. Yes, it was. I think I think maybe you should always get stuck in service elevators with people that you really want to. I may have instigated and <laughs> manipulated the entire... I definitely didn't, but it would be a good story if I had. <laughs> Are you about to say the only way I can make friends is to lock them in an elevator? Pretty much, yeah. No, I'm, I think I'm really good at making people be my friend. <laughs> I'm just consistent. I just consistently turn up in their world and I'm like, I'm really nice until they're like, oh, we like you. So no, I'm, I'm, I'm good at making people. I don't have to lock people in small spaces. <laughs> it helps, obviously, because I got you. <laughs> now, most important question, what kind of sandwich do you think you are? Oh, see, I like a toasted cheese sandwich. Mm. There's nothing better than a grilled cheese sandwich, but there's a very specific way I make it. And if it's not made that way, I don't like it. Oh, really? Have you seen the movie about the dude, the chef that buys the cheesy van? No, but now I need to go look for it. Oh, you, you definitely do. And after we watched that, my husband decided that he needed to make a three cheese grilled sandwich exactly like in the movie. So we Google searched it and we ended up spending like $70 to make this sandwich. I mean, it was pretty good, but it was a little over the top. You de- yeah, you definitely. Not $70 good? And no, uh, no. <laughs> the experience was nice. We travelled all the way to the other side of Perth to find cheese. <laughs> it was pretty full on, but yeah. Now, I'm not making fun of your name in a way that makes you uncomfortable. You really do have the coolest name in the world and you've embraced the fact that your name sounds like a sanger, right? Yeah, I think I had to. I, um, I almost <laughs> didn't take it. I 
blame my husband for this one entirely. Um, but you know what? I think you just have to roll with it, don't you? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's cute and it's memorable. And now all of your um, branding has sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah. And so it just makes me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> That's a plan. So there's a lot of myth flinging itself around on the interwebs about what courses can do for you as a business owner. And you are the bona fide expert in this kind of stuff. And you're really honest with people, which I absolutely love because you're very much like, basically you're being a big fat wuss. If you, I've never heard you say you're being a big fat wuss, but the the undertone is you're being a big fat wuss if you're not trying it out and you are right for creating courses, but there are definitely people that you shouldn't and there are ways that you shouldn't put together a course. And I love how honest you are with people about that. That was one of the things I really appreciated when I made my first appointment with you where I was like, I can't write another word for people. I'm staying up till three in the morning. And you were like, you know what? Get on a call with me. I will tell you if you're not ready to launch a course and I will give you the honest truth about everything that it's going to take to build one. And I loved that about you. Um, but before we go delving into why they're great and easier to set up and deliver than anybody thought, which I think is one of the big myths, tell us who they're not for, who shouldn't be thinking about creating a course all right and it's a really interesting question because there's I think there is you're right there's a lot of myth throwing um and mainly that everyone should have a course um which is not entirely true I think if you've got a process which is completely different for every client then a course is difficult um it just you know if if you're into psychic readings or something where every client sits down and the process is different and the end result is different how do you put that into a process how do you put that into a course you, you can't really now for you your outcomes might be different for every client but the the baseline is the same right there's a theory behind what you do and there's a process and it's learnable so that's fine but for some businesses that's not the case the other thing where it's not great and you can run a course of course but perhaps not an online course is if you've got a very very tactile process so let's say art or pottery. There are online courses and they're probably good, but how much better is it to go to a class and to put your hands on the pottery wheel and to get wet and covered in clay? Like it's, it's such a tactile process that an online course might work, but is it the best delivery method for you? Probably not. Yeah, so I it, yeah, I think it depends on is, the, is there a process, an underlying process that's always the same, or is your delivery suitable for it or do you need it to be can we talk about passive income because this is something that business owners tend to love the concept of passive income and it is this kind of buzzword that as soon as I created a course I realized was absolute bullshit because there's nothing passive about even running a course that so there's a live component to my course right so I have to turn up every single day but even when I sell it as a um, self-guided option having to deal with the course platform and the people that are in the course platform is almost a daily thing. You have, I have to touch it. Well, at least once a week, I have to touch the course in some way. So talk, talk to us through the concept of passive income, what people think it is, what it actually is. Let's blow up a few of those myths as well. I'm really glad you clarified that you're touching the course and not the people, but we'll keep going. <laughs> I hope that I'm touching them in their heart. But not um, without consent on their body. How ranty can I get? <laughs> oh, babe. Passive, passive income. Okay. Um, there, there are such things as passive income. If you are going to set up a drop shipping business and once you've got your website established and your traffic established, maybe it is passive. Um, courses, yeah, they're not so passive. First of all, there's a whole heap of work that goes into the front end. 
mm. or the, the beginning of, and you know, like how freaking long did it take you to build a course? Yeah. For, and, and, but I already had all the content, like as you teach about the content of courses thing, I already had all the content. So I didn't have to write anything really new. I already kind of had it there. I'd set to bundle it up and still that was a tremendous amount of work for yeah. something that you, that might not pay off. Yeah, exactly. So there's, there's definitely work involved at the, at the beginning as there mm. is with anything. There's the work, the sales and marketing work, which I think people just assume they're going to build this course and it will magically sell while they sleep. And that's kind of the story we've said, right? You'll fall asleep and you'll wake up with money in the bank and you can make sales while you sleep, but it's not, you're not magically going to become a millionaire overnight without a really good sales and marketing process. So mm-hmm. there's that work. But then you're right, like you've built this wonderful thing, but people need support. They need help. They have questions to ask. They lose their freaking password. They can't log in. They don't know how to access the video. There's just stuff that happens. And don't get me wrong. You can outsource that stuff. Like I'm sure there are big courses out there where the person who wrote the course doesn't deal with any of that drama. But for most of us, that's the bit we're dealing with as well. And you just need to take that into account. Like courses are a great way to leverage income. And I mean, you said it yourself, you couldn't write, all of the words all of the time and and you just can't right you, you can't service unlimited numbers of one-on-one clients but you can put that content you've already produced into a course but it's definitely not going to be passive it's there's time involved but the mm. front at the back at the middle there's time involved that's for sure yeah good <clears throat> okay so let's accentuate the positives <laughs> just how easy is it to get what's in your head into a course platform and then deliver it up like tuna on rye So it's actually heaps easier than it used to be. The getting it out of your head, this depends on the head, I'm going to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Um, People, they're such a, oh, they're such, they're they're the, they're the problem. (laughs) It's the people that are the problem. Yeah. Um, Anyone who's ever worked customer service knows that. Um, no, so the getting it out of your head, this honestly, for most of my clients, once we sit down and start talking, the problem isn't that they don't have enough for a course, it's that they've got far too much stuff for a course. Yeah, I hear you say, I see, I hear you say that, I, I watch you write that a lot um, yeah. on, <clears throat> on the Facebook, especially in your, um, in your courses Facebook page, Facebook group, which is awesome, by the way, everyone should join if they want to write a course, um, oh. but I, I don't think you can say it enough. Because no. everybody wants to jam every single thing that they know into a course to deliver it to people. And that comes out of a good place, right? Yeah, we want to give value, right? We, yeah. we want to help in every way we can. And we know, like, we've been doing what we've been doing for years. So we know lots of stuff. And so we want to give them all that stuff we know, but it, it just, it doesn't fit. So but getting the stuff out of your head is probably easy because there's so much of it that realistically it's about picking which bits. It's not about creating anything more or writing anything new. It's just about working out which bits are useful and need to go in. The tech now is super easy. So there's a heap of plug and play options for your website. If you don't love your website, you don't feel that techy. There are heaps of platforms that are ready for you. Um, I think you've just moved to a new tech platform as well. Which- oh my God, I'm so in love with it. Yeah. I like, I have, I have like good feelings about it you know like when you start a new relationship and you find yourself just like dreamily thinking of them with utter love throughout the day that's how I feel about my course platform I'm like I'm so glad I found you that is the cutest thing I ever heard (laughs) Um, yeah so there are if if your website's not your jam or you don't have one or you don't feel comfortable making changes to it because you might break it um, I've done that many a time, I completely get it, then you can use a platform that's off your site and just upload. If any of that feels too hard, 
there's plenty of web developers who can do it for you as well. So the tech bit is doesn't have to be difficult anymore at all. You just have to upload your stuff and press go realistically. Yeah. Um, yeah, that bit's been made super simple. I think people overcomplicate the course process because they think it has to be this big, difficult, complicated system. Mm. The truth is that what you need to do is just deliver the right bits of content in a really concise, easy to consume order and support them on the way through. And yeah. as long as you've done that, you've got a great <clears throat> course. But we forget some of those bits. We forget the concise. We forget the support. We, like, we forget just the useful bits and we try and add heaps extra and we make the system more complicated than it needs to be. Yeah, I think I'm a little bit uh, guilty of that, um, especially like I've done four rounds now of the live version of the Chris Copy class. So I keep adding content in. And then <clears throat> when I moved to the new platform, I went through it again myself for the first time in a long time and realized that because of all the additional content that I'd put in there, it was quite difficult to know, not to get around, but to know where you were supposed to go next. Yeah. Um, and, and so, and also my course is accessed in a way where you can just choose your own adventure and go and go, well, you know what? I've got an about page that I love, but my sales page sucks. So I'm starting there. So there's no like you have to do module one to, to be allowed to do module two kind of malarkey. <clears throat> but also people who are starting from the beginning really need to know like, what should I write first? So I kind of have to have those two things. And it became a little bit like, wow, this is a little bit cloggy. It's just a little bit like how your arteries don't want to be if they're not healthy. And I really had to kind of strip stuff back out. Um, and I think that, you know, I think one of the reasons I think we complicate it, and this is a definite for me, is that because we think it's a tech thing, then it's going to be complicated. And in all honesty, I went, I went on a retreat to finish writing my course. And when we got there, um, it was a retreat of like 12 women. Everybody was writing something different. Someone was writing a book. Somebody was writing comedy, stand-up comedy skits. Like it was, it was pretty cool. But we got there and there was no flipping internet and I nearly died. <laughs> like I'm going home. We've just driven for an hour and a half out here, but I'm going home because this is ridiculous. I'd set aside an entire weekend without kids to finish the damn thing. And I got in there and I was like, well, let's just see how far I can get without any internet at all. Um, and I wrote the course in like the weekend you know just the you know the course flow and the content and where I wanted I knew I had content you know on the internet that I could pull out but <laughs> I, I wrote the, the guts of the course without any internet which was awesome um so you, you know you can do it with a paper and a pen to start yeah. with right and I do like I, I build online courses for a living and I do I reckon 80% of the process offline right like the, the tech is just the delivery method. That's just where we put it at the end. But there's so much that goes before that. There's thinking about the user experience. There's how you want to welcome them. There's the content you want to give them. And that's, that's what makes a great course. At the end of the day, there are 100 platforms. Well, there are thousands of platforms. Um, and you know what? Probably most of them will do a good job at delivering your content. But we get so caught up in which platform should we use and where should we put it and how do we do it that we forget about making a good course. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, so you had a lot of notes for me when you were the first person through the first iteration of my course, like a lot of notes, <clears throat> and you delivered them mostly. <laughs> Sorry, what did you say? In a nice way. Oh, you did. But I, I did get all of them. We did have the conversation where you walked me through while I was at a funeral. <laughs> so maybe they just seemed darker. I don't know. Um, it was actually a beautiful day. The funeral was done. I was standing outside in the grass and Sam's walking me through, through all of the um, reasons that she'd picked on my course. Was it a little bit like in hand in hand with meeting you in the service elevator? So, <laughs> but, you know, that's okay. It's interesting. So, but 
be totally honest, you must have seen some truly uncrisp courses in your day. Where do people really get it wrong? What's what? Where where do they just blow it up for themselves? To be fair, I don't think I've ever come across anything truly atrocious where they've asked me to look at it. Because if someone invests in me and asks me to look at it, it's because they care. And if they care, they've put a lot of work into the front end before they get to me. Oh, um, interesting. But I have taken some atrocious courses, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> I think there's a couple of things I forget about. One, they forget that it's got jack to do with them and it's got everything to do with their user. So what we have a habit of doing is we produce stuff that we think we will like. So they're like, oh, I like watching videos. I'm going to make 100 videos, but I'm not yeah. going to include any PDFs or downloads because I hate reading and I hate writing. But the truth is that your audience might not hate reading and hate writing and might much prefer to read the process and have to watch your 30 minute video about it. So mm -hmm. the first biggest mistake I see is that they forget that they're producing a course for someone else and it actually has nothing to do with them anymore. Um, it doesn't matter what you like or don't like. It doesn't matter how you prefer to learn. What it matters is how your audience prefers to learn. And that, that makes a big difference. Awesome. So that's that's yeah. the first one. Yeah. Number two. Oh, which good. Uh oh, there's a number two. <laughs> yeah. Is it, we just include too much, right? We overwhelm our audience and it's, it, it doesn't come from a bad place. It comes from a place of love because we want to deliver value. But what you do is when you give them too much is you just overwhelm them because, and you said it, it's like they don't know where to start. They don't know where to go next. It's just, it's not easy. It's not to say you can't give them lots of awesome stuff. You just got to be careful about how you do it and how much you give them at each step. And that will make it heaps easier to consume. Yeah. That makes sense. Is there a number three? Well, I could probably go on all day, but I probably. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So before we finish, if, if we've got listeners that are like, yes, I'm totally on board. A course is something I've wanted to do for years. Why haven't I done it already? Oh my goodness. I just need a bit more Sam Winch in my life. If they're thinking today's the day that they're going to do one thing to start the course process, what's the first thing that people should have a look at or try and do? First thing to do is to write down really clearly what the outcome of taking your course is. What will they learn on your course? Because once you've nailed that, and it should be a single sentence and not even like, I don't want to comment in it, Jay, if you have to take a breath, the sentence is too long, right? So if Amen. You know, <laughs> I don't like the grammar, so out the comments. Um, if, if you can work out really clearly in one short, sharp sentence, what they will learn during your course, then making the content or at least picking the content is so much easier because all you have to do is go, does this thing help them reach that outcome? Yes, it goes in the course. No, it doesn't go in the course. Oh, I love that. Plus you've just written the header for your sales page, right? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Excellent. Oh, you're a genius. A little bit copy, a little bit courses, learning all the things from Sandwich today. Okay, Sandwich, tell us about what is so crisp in your life right now. What you got going on that's amazing? What do you want to share with us? Tell us about all your coolest stuff. Uh, I am in the process of releasing my, I'm a course creator who for a long time hasn't had their own course. You know, it's a bit like the plumber whose plumbing is terrible or the painter who has the worst house. Um, <laughs> I write so many other courses that I didn't have one, but I'm in the process of finishing the Not A Course course. Oh, I love it. Oh, I run Not A Webinar Webinars. I love it. It's fabulous. That's cool. So, I want to take your Not A Course course. <laughs> I don't even know what it's about yet. I'm assuming it's about courses. It is. It is about course creation. Um, it's a Not A Course on course creation and it's a little exciting and it's a little nerve wracking because I feel like there's a whole heap of pressure on a course creator to make it. Oh, uh, yeah. You totally have to get it right. Yeah. But that's yeah. coming soon. So that's kind of exciting. Cool. 
and tell us about your Facebook group. Uh, so content to courses <laughs> is all about people who have lots of content and want to make a course, funnily enough, but it's all that place where you can ask all those questions that you don't want to ask anywhere else. How much should I put in it? What price should I charge? What text should I use? Um, I'm not a lawyer. I don't judge by the question or by the minute. It's just, it's there for helping. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll link all of those things up in the show notes so that people can find you and stick you in an elevator and make you be their friend too. <laughs> Please don't put me in an elevator. <laughs> no, don't do that. Thank you so much for being here, Sam Winch. You know, you're one of my favorite people of all time. Um, and your what's in your head is just spectacular. Um, and anybody who's listening to this, who thinks that this is the way to go for them, I absolutely 100% totally recommend stalking Sam Winch online, joining her things, finding out all about her and then using her to go through your good stuff. Thank you, Sam, for being with us. Thank you for having me, Miss J. This has been So Crisp, and my guest has been Content to Courses Queen and owner of the coolest name in the deli, Sam Winch. With over six, 16 years' experience facilitating training and a decade of building courses, she knows how to make the process as painless as possible. When she's not busy creating courses or making terrible sandwich puns about her name, she's got her hands full wrangling four kiddos. You may have noticed this is so not a regular Nuts and Bolts podcast about copywriting or business. We're looking for crisp new ways to discuss wordy elements, so if you have a suggestion, drop me a line. May your day be as crisp as an organic salad sandwich. You've been listening to So Crisp with copywriter, copy coach and consultant Jay Crisp Crow. If you've loved this episode, get all the juicy details and links at crispcopy.com.au forward slash podcast. Make sure you never miss a bite by subscribing to So Crisp wherever you get your podcasts. Want to help us spread the deliciousness? Rate and review this show and share with your mates. Remember, if there's a copy question you want nibbled at, email me straight away right now.